Okay. We did it. We're we're in the episode. We I I guess we are. We are um, we are now in the episode. This is the start of the. Hold on. What 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 episode? This is, is episode it? eight. Whoa! Whoa! Hi everybody! Hi everybody! Welcome to uh, your weekly Homestuck podcast. Uh, we're bringing you episode eight. Uh, this is a this is our late night recording. Uh, this this is a uh, HP after dark. Uh, it's about to get crazy up in here. It's about to get a little freaky. Y'all might want to lower the volume, lock the doors, close the blinds. Don't tell your parents about this. Uh, yeah. Here we I don't are. have. I I don't think this joke is going anywhere good. No, I don't it, know it, what to do with it. Uh, I. You got any? I. Wow. Um, I don't have anything on the mind. I don't think specifically. Uh, before we jump into this, and I feel like this is gonna be maybe a long one. Yeah, uh, this is definitely gonna be a long one. Uh, so if you're listening right I, now, I, don't don't look at the the timestamp. Just trust us, it's gonna be a long one. I feel like it's probably gonna there's a lot to talk about in this one. Uh so unless you have any funny things that you think would make good banter before we dive right into the reading, uh I would suggest that we just cut right to it. Um yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um Well, I think I just said this, but yeah, this week we read from pages ten twenty two to end of act three. Um wild that we are now in the four digit page range i'm so proud of us yeah we we did it we're 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 in the we're in the thick of it we really are uh i i think that this reading is kind of entering what i think of as the golden age of this comic yeah uh, when it becomes a lot of characters who i like a lot talking to each other and cool adventure and mystery stuff i'm a big fan um so uh we where we left off last time, um, immediately after the introduction of the aimless renegade, uh, it goes back to the Rose and John situation, um, where Rose is building up uh John's house uh to try to reach the first gate. Um, they are still talking, uh, and John is still kind of torn up about the poster issue. Uh, his poster is being vandalized, uh, with absolutely no knowledge of him of his uh and rose insisting and seeming genuinely confused uh and insisting that the posters were always vandalized in that way and us having seen that flashback uh that shows that the posters were like that months and months ago um so yeah we get some more of that where rose is insisting that the posters were always like that john is having a bit of a meltdown saying Still doing his all caps thing, which is really uncomfortable and I don't like. Yeah. Um, Rose. So, so, something about this this part. Uh, the She sends the the screenshots again. And yeah. they are now edited to, to reflect the current situation. And mm-hmm. I, I thought this was interesting because this kind of shows like... To me, this felt like a, a difference in mindset of like how Hussy was. Because... If new Hussy, like like current age Hussy, if he wrote this part, I feel like he would have gone back and switched out the links. Yeah. There, yeah, there's like some differences in how the storytelling has progressed in the, in this. And you can kind of see it here where I actually ran into some confusion with this because the tiny URL links are different. Like, 
the original screen caps that we saw were zero four one three file names, and these ones are a capital O instead of a zero. And I can't tell because of the differences between new hussy and old hussy whether they are just like that because they were actually hosted on tinyurl and they had to be not the same link or if it's like oh these are different links like they're like rose like if it if it was in the new hussy style this would be rose deliberately sending a different link but in the old hussy it's very believable that this is just like oh you can't have this 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 is an actual limitation of the medium yeah kind of fucked up a little bit frustrating you hate to see um, it. <laughs> maybe we're maybe indicative that the uh the first couple acts are worth going over with a fine tooth comb now that it's on homestuck.com yeah. and not MS Payton Ventures and a couple of other websites as needed. Uh Rose has this idea uh that that I think is kind of funny that it had to do with going into the into dad's room. Um, like that being the only thing that's changed. And like, while I don't think there's much credit to this theory, uh, it, it, it got me thinking about like the, this world works like PT, like, like John triggered, uh, John hit like a trigger and it changed the world. Uh, so he entered the hallway again and now it's vandalized. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. I got, I got Silent Hill on the brain, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next page of dialogue, uh, actually has some stuff I want to dig into a little bit, or at least, like, note on, where Rose tries to do a little bit of psychotherapy on John and suggests that Dad was, that, uh, that the poster vandalization is, like, a manifestation of John's subconsciousness rebelling against him, and so maybe it's been there the whole time he did it subconsciously and he just can't see it. Yeah. Uh, she also suggests that Dad maybe was only into the clown stuff to, uh, try and paternally bond with his child. Um, the first pit, I, the first part seems like complete BS to me. Um, I feel like there's a different explanation. Uh, I, I can't, I can't say that I remember enough to know what the explanation actually is, but it seems pretty unlikely that it was a hallucination. Um, I could be wrong though. Uh, but I think that Rose is kind of funnily onto something with, uh, the, the the clowns the clown thing um i feel like she's maybe projecting her own like passive aggressive relationship with her mom onto it a little bit which is kind of an interesting character thing what did you think about that yeah i kind of thought the same thing um uh oh god sorry i have i have late night brain right now so it um, it's getting freaky up in here. It's getting here. freaky up in here, and by freaky, my brain's, like, turning off entirely. Just chug a Red Bull, dude. I don't... I don't have... I just chugged the last bit of my... My... <laughs> I, I... I don't want to say the name of it, because I... I don't know Spanish, and I know I'm going to butcher it, so I'm just going to say it how an American would say it. My Jaritos. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Yaritos. Yaritos. I think it's Yaritos. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's good stuff though. I can sponsor of the that. pod for today's episode. Um please sponsor us. I would love nothing more than free Yaritos. Ju- just the pineapple flavored. Like I don't care about the They're other. They're all flavors. good. I'm a big fan of all the green flavors. 
Okay. All the ones that have that are green colored, they're all pretty good. <laughs> what were we talking about again? I don't know. Um, Rose oh, projecting uh, on the situation. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, I. I feel like Rose is projecting a little. Um. I don't know where to go with this. I'm just I think it's kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it. <laughs> I'm I'm smart. I'm a genius. I'm sexy. What can I say? Uh, yeah. I I do like Rose's characterization so far. In that, like, I think that the way that uh, her issues have kind of been externalized or like shown in the narrative is like really cool. And I think this is another instance of it that's like probably very deliberate. And I think it's neat and good. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan. Rose bias coming in, <laughs> and just generally, I just kind of like the way that Rose. I I just kind of like the way that Rose is handled, at least for the first for what I'm familiar with. She's a good character. Yeah. Um. And I think that the idea that like the 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 dad clown thing is uh interesting because like the evidence is there that dad is not really that into clowns. Yeah. Um. Whether that's because he thought it would be a good idea to bond, to, to like, have, like, a paternal bond, or whether it has more to, or has to do with, like, time loop shit with Nana and Nana Sprite and the clown thing. I don't know. Maybe it's cyclical. Maybe it's, maybe it's a plot thing. Maybe it's a character thing. Who knows? Um, let's see. Uh, getting back on track. Um, Rose continues to try to build upwards uh and but they kind of are lamenting dave's absence uh given that rose is in a burning building and is kind of the clock is ticking there yeah um so that's going on we got our ticking clock going on here uh we go back to jade um uh where we get this pretty cool flash page uh where she plays an advanced bass solo and we get a good view of uh of Prospect um which we can say the name of now because uh we see it named here not that that stopped us previously yeah um <laughs> we 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 also see the reveal for why her house looks so stupid it, mm-hmm. it's because it's modeled after well presumably it's modeled after the the dumb architecture on Prospect yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I said presumably. It's very obviously modeled after it. Mm-hmm. Presumably implies... Well, modeled implies that somebody designed it that way. Yeah. And it didn't just come into existence magically, and there's maybe someone... There's someone or people behind all this. Who knows? Who knows? Wild conjecture. <laughs> it's really close to Sky. I forgot, like, that this was, like, a plot device... And when I saw how close it was to Sky, I thought, "Wow, that I I don't remember that being that close." Go in there, check it out. What's in there? Come on, Jade. Just hop on in. <laughs> uh, we get the sequence of Jade exploring Prospect, which is pretty neato. Um, and then it does the the homestuck thing where it like things will happen in parallel that are extremely similar. That I like, where you see Jade, Jade's dream bot. We just call it Jade bot. Yeah, Jade bot. Jade bot f- for ease of ease of 
ease of narration. Jade Bot is like flying around the 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 island while mirroring Jade's actions while she flies around Prospect in her dream. Um, it does the thing where Jade sees a Prospect, a resident of Prospect, Prospician. Yes. Uh, that looks that looks like that looks suspiciously like PM, and then it. Then it cuts and does, it, it uses the it uses a similar image to cut to transition to PM in the future, uh, this in the same setting as where Jadebot's floating on the island. I think that I think the time I think that this stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 a really good way of transitioning and also like showing what's going on from like a kind of like a I want to say four dimensional way, kind of that works. Yeah. It, like, keeps us anchored in, like, remembering where, or, like, reminding us where things are in relation to one another, and, like, if you need a strong sense of anything in Homestuck, it's how things are in relation to one another. Yeah. And this is, like, a really cool way of, uh, like, keeping that all tied together that I really like. Uh, we get a bit of, we get another Exile sequence, where, um, WV's just kind of chilling, uh, the the he encounters PM um he he read uh blah, blah, blah. Jade's letter gets opened uh it instructs him to give PM the gift and the other letter uh PM initially when encountering WV reacts with hostility uh like she's about to draw her sword um but is interrupted when AR starts open just opens fire on them. Shamelessly trying to murder our two favorite characters. Kind of fucked up. You. It's, it's kind of fucked really up. Really fucked up. <laughs> what if he succeeded? <laughs> the, the, then a lot of things would fall apart. <laughs> Give us the ultimate version of Homestuck where AR just shoots them and kills them and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> um... The, some shena- exile shenanigans occur. Uh, John's gift to Jade gets regifted from WV to PM. Uh, so this gift has this gift's had a journey. Uh, now oh yeah, uh, this, it's a it's on its third regifting. Um, we go back to Jade flying around. Uh, she flies to the other Prospect Tower, and we actually see that. John is sleeping in the other tower on the Prospect Moon. What's he doing in there? What's going yeah. on? His room is also vandalized in the same way that his uh, Earth room is. Shrug. Really interesting. That Pretty, yeah. There's a funky little imp plush. Much to think the imp- about. The imp plush is weirding me out. I didn't really, like... I guess I didn't process it when I saw it in his bedroom but the second time i saw it i'm like i don't like this <laughs> um bad vibes horrible the, vibes <laughs> horrible vibes terrible uh jade wonders about the package she may or may not have sent um she doesn't even she, she's like she doesn't remember if she sent it or not uh she laments not having some system in place to remember things uh, I don't know what's up with that because she does. 
yeah, the, this whole, like, cro cro I, it's kind of like cross-contamination of, like, memories and not memories between the two jades. Yes. Like, it, it, I don't really understand, like, why when she's dreaming she can recall some things but not other things. Yeah, that's like a, th that's like a, um... Yeah, it's it's weird how that isn't like established yet, and it it because it's see because other Jade seems like a different person from this kind of yeah thing. or like and she's not like aware of she's like not aware of her uh presence on Earth I guess or her her normal life yeah. Which I had like forgotten was a device, like was like a device in this story. Um, I I guess I just assumed that the, the their consciousness com just completely carries over. But in I guess I'm even proven wrong. Um, let's see. Uh, we go we go back to uh, well well first Jade goes back to her tower. Um, uh, noting that. Sky is very close, and that it's never a good idea to be outside during an eclipse, uh, whatever, whatever that is. Um, what? and she thinks that it's what's. What do you mean, whatever that is? I, an eclipse isn't when two celestial bodies get really close to one another. No, um, Prospect is uh, there. There's like big Prospect, and then there's the little moon that circles around Prospect. Okay. And so when it eclipses, it's when the little moon is between the main prospect and Skya. You're so much smarter than I am. Thank this you. whole time, <laughs> I was reading this part, and I was like, an eclipse is not when two things get really close. Cool. <laughs> but I'm, come on. The, I'm the, whole, the whole chain is there that connects them. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. The chain's pretty cool. Ch the chain is really cool. <laughs> Good thing nothing happens um, to that chain, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. I, I didn't spoil anything. I. We're being sarcastic about something. It Being sarcasm is... Doing sarcasm is basically a spoiler. I don't know how to use sarcasm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is all earnest. <laughs> um... Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we, John, we get to a sequence where, uh, we get to an alchemy sequence. The first big, uh, dumb alchemy sequence of the comic. Not the greatest, but it's a pretty good one. I mean, the best one is the Dave one. Like... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one's pretty good. Uh, there's, like, some going over mechanics, um, that I don't know, like, how, like, you can, you can either completely overlap all the holes and punch the punch it like that or you can uh like mask the holes and you combine the objects in a different way uh this is like comp sign nerd stuff oh, yeah. maybe um i don't it's kind of extraneous but it's also kind of just fun goofy stuff um i think the mechanics of suburb are in in and of themselves pretty engaging and and enjoyable yeah um, uh, we we get yeah. some, we get some classic imagery here with John in the in the wise guy slime suit. I, oh yeah, I love this outfit. 
I, 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 people still, there's like a lot of art of John in, in this suit, like still to this day <laughs> and it's good. It's, it's kind of iconic. And I think part of that is the, uh, what is it? The, which album is it? The act, the album five. Oh yeah. Art. Yeah. I, I think it's album five. Hold on. Or I don't know. I don't know if he's wearing his t-shirt in that one. I know that like there's some piece of. Uh, there, there's some, there's something that like, kind of made this more iconic. Maybe part of it is just like all of the art of the, throughout like Act Four features this outfit. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's good. It's good. I think this is the this this is like the last John outfit before uh the other outfit that sticks around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. I like the dumb blue suit. And the green tie. It's a good. It's a good look. There's like the there's the serious business goggles, which is pretty good. Um, I fucking lamp lampshading PDA shenanigans again. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he gets a giant hammer. Um, uh, healing gushers, which is <laughs> moi perfect joke. And there's the remote ghost gauntlets, which are Hussey predicted, or... When did Devil May Cry 4 come out? Uh... Hussey either predicted or ripped off the Devil Bringer from Devil May Cry 4 with a phantasmal blue hand that can lift things much heavier uh, than one another would be able to lift. DMC4 was 2008. Okay, Hussey fucking ripped off Devil May Cry 4 to... to bring the remote ghost gauntlets into existence. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Uh, there's the there's the Barbasol bomb, and there's the blade umbrella, which is <laughs> the, awesome. The blade umbrella is... I... Whenever I see it, it... There's just something about it that I just really don't like at all. <laughs> like... Maybe it's the fact that it's just blades but i don't like it it would be very dangerous to own that object in real life <laughs> um but yeah the barbasol bomb classic <laughs> i just noticed something that i missed on my first go through what? Uh, we have to we gotta increment the the r word count wait because uh, it's it's on the poster the poster on 1063. No, the, the, I didn't notice the it. Vandalized, ah! The vandalized ghost dad poster. <laughs> there we go. They can't right. keep getting away with it. <laughs> they can't keep getting away with it. Um. I, I so so <laughs> so in the in, in the next alchemy page um where where John is trying to figure out how to remove the vandalization from the poster um he does it by removing the uh by by testing permutations with the Heath Ledger Joker figurine um meaning that the the process <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the ghost dad poster is jokerfied Horrible, <laughs> horrible nightmare. I'm I'm glad that the stupid Heath Ledger figurine like came back. I forgot about this part. 
And I did too. I thought that it was just a dumb throwaway thing that we would use for our first episode thumbnail. You insisted on it being again. our first thumbnail, and it's it's so good that it's come back. I mean, it's objectively like one of the best things we could use. Yeah. Shout out! <laughs> shout out! Heath Ledger, friend of the pod. Um. Un- I have bad news. No, no shout out for Bill Cosby, enemy of the pod. <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings us to the, the, the Cosby top computer. I also want to just point out the football player fighting the horse. So good. Um, I, a friend of mine who was really into sports one time, uh, I showed, I showed him this and he was like, oh, that's a reference to thing. And because I am, I know nothing about sports. I only care about sports when the Eagles are playing in the Super Bowl. Um, it rolled off my brain like oil and water, uh, but I will attempt to to uh, recollect this information and bring it up next time as to what the football player fighting the horse is meant to be. Because apparently this is a real this is a real sports thing and not not just some something that Hussey willed into existence because he needed something absurd for the comic. Doesn't doesn't Hussey own this painting? He does. Okay. Okay. Or at least he did. I would assume he still does. Uh, John makes the Cosby top. Um, (laughs) something that I wonder, um, is if Hussey makes all the Bill Cosby jokes. Well, okay. One, um, obviously Bill Cosby, horrible record of sexual misconduct. Uh, I don't know how young some of our listeners might be, but. Yeah, uh, sorry I had to find out this way. Um, but two, Bill Cosby is an alumnus of Temple University, <laughs> one of the more famous ones. And I was wondering if maybe Hussey makes all these Cosby jokes because of the the Temple connection. Um, I, I, I do not believe anything had, had entered the public eye in 2009. Uh... So I wonder if maybe this particular fixation has to do with Hussey's background. Isn't isn't there like still a webpage on the Temple University website? Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Um, <laughs> it's not on the Temple website, but the Temple University. Co- I'm going to re. Uh, how much? How much? How much? How far are we? All right, we're like less than half an hour, and I can go on this tangent. Um, let's see, Temple University Comedy Club. <laughs> Uh, so, the Temple University Comedy Club webpage has not been updated since, I think, like, 2011. Um, <laughs> and the... Either it is aged very poorly, or it has been set up this way and unedited in an incredibly brilliant stroke of dark comedy. Um, I'm going to just read the header and the f- and the first two paragraphs of text. Temple University Comedy Club. Producing the future Bill Cosby's of tomorrow. (laughs) Making great opportunities for upcoming Temple students to break out into the comedy scene. The greatest success Temple University Comedy Club can wish for is the next Bill Cosby, (laughs) which is the biggest accomplish. (laughs) To send another character of comedy out into the world and give Temple University the attention and praise that it deserves is greatest of all. Now that's something. That... Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh 
I'm sorry. That is the. F I I was made aware of this like a little bit over a year ago, and it has been the funniest thing in the world to me ever since. Um, it, obviously it's horrible. Uh, but the what the text of it just has like this this air to it that just sounds like a hussy joke. It really does. It like creating the future Bill Cosby's of tomorrow. It. I don't know if you could write a sentence that would like be a more perfect example of dark humor in the wake of the Cosby case than that. <sighs> anyway. Anyways, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, potential hussy Cosby Temple connection. Uh, put a big pin in that on your corkboard with all the red string. Um... I think I thought the problems with the reference in this part was really cute, uh, where he combines the fedora and uh, the problems with the game and he gets to the same hat but with candy corn in it. Uh, this is your nuclear miner to read Problem Sleuth. It's really good. Uh, candy corn is a motif across all of MS Paint Adventures. <laughs> um, he, he John tries to combine the the hammer in the Problem Sleuth game and. It, whatever it is, uh, can't make it yet. Is is okay? I don't recall this like ever coming back. So I was I wondering if this is a joke that I didn't know from Problem Sleuth. I don't. I don't think that it actually does. Um, I think it's just kind of a. I think it's kind of a cool nod to the game. I don't know game mechanics. Yeah. Problem Sleuth being awesome and having awesome gear. Tight. Tight. <laughs> um let's see i got i got distracted i just got distracted because i noticed that uh I, I forgot to turn my annotations off which i usually turn them off when we review uh notes and the reading um but i would like to note that uh on the the pages involving the bill cosby uh thing uh the annotations have been updated assumingly with more notes from hussy uh, where he says, uh, holy shit, uh, this joke has completely changed. Um, Bill Cosby is no longer known as a comical father figure, but instead a sex criminal, uh, unfortunate. Um, so yeah, uh, Hussey, Hussey's got, Hussey's got, um, what do you call it? He feel I don't know. I forgot the word for what I was going to say. <laughs> uncancel him. You can uncancel him for this joke if you canceled him for it. Yay! <laughs> um, enough about sex crimes. Uh, awkward pause. Wait, we got, the, we got the wrinkle fucker, which is a, which is a great hammer. I love the wrinkle fucker. It's so good. It's a good design, great name, great concept. Badass. Uh, John's standing there on the Alchemiter platform with all his loot, uh, like it was like it's Christmas. Um, awesome, love it, adorable. Uh, transition over to Dave. Let's get our, let's let's get back into it. Get back into it. Uh, transition back over to Dave. Uh, we get another flash page. Um, where Dave and Bro fight some more because that's all they've been doing for the past three years. 
Thir- 13 years? It's three hours? I I meant to say that like it was a joke, like we've been doing that. Like every time we've seen Dave in the past couple readings, he's been fighting bro. Uh, but I just I, I was I just made it really dark. Horrible. Oops. Um <laughs> Bro kicks Dave's ass, uh in varying degrees of I don't know whether this counts as child abuse or not. Yeah. Um The some of the stuff in this is really cool. The crow, the like the crows on the roof, pretty cool backdrop to a fight, I think. Um, bro kicks Dave's ass so badly that he breaks not only his sword, but the record on Dave's shirt is broken. Uh, as a metaphoric representation of how badly Dave just got his ass kicked. Uh, and Dave sums it up, uh, saying, "Bro just kicked my ass." That's really all there is to say on the matter. I don't know what else there's to say about this. Uh, I can't. I can't really suss out how serious a lot of the Strider fight stuff is meant to be. Yeah. Like I feel like the Rose mom stuff is a little bit more like clear, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it. it it's played a lot more straight. The uh, like, mom's, like, negligence towards Rose. Whereas the bro stuff is, like, I don't know how much of this is supposed to be, like, uh, I'm supposed to be reading this, like, at face value for this is a really unhealthy relationship for a 13-year-old kid and his guardian versus, like, oh, it's cool and funny. I, I think it's written so that it's, like, it's, it's definitely, like, written for laughs, but I feel like it's supposed to be, like, a really awkward laugh like yeah yeah f- funny funny fight scene yeah it's like the fight scenes that i'm like the most con- like confused about though yeah uh, i don't know like a lot of it just seems to be like could get away with this because it's cool because like i feel like from a storytelling perspective just having your 13 year old character fist like like fight his guardian with real swords and trying to kill each other is like really on the nose. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's strange. Um, maybe a, maybe a point where I can be like, I don't like, this is a point where the comic isn't really wowing me in terms of what it's trying to be. Yeah. But I don't know. We're, we're done. We're done with the, the extended Dave bro fight scene for now. Thank God. Uh, then we get like one of the. I think that this, this this reading might have had our highest density of flash pages. Yeah. So far, because we get some cool flashes. And this this flash is really really awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I I really like this one. I something I really like about this page is that I is this the first page where it starts like actually like linking to previous conversations. Or has that happened already? It it starts doing that here. Okay, I really appreciate it. I, th- I think it starts doing that here. I really really appreciate it. Yeah, shout out shout out Hussy, keeping <laughs> keeping me from going back and looking for the exact pages because I definitely yeah. would have done that. Oh yeah, I mean that's our job. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is awesome. Um, I think this is like just a really fucking cool way to like tie all the weird jade stuff that we've had so far together 
like Homestuck's doing what Homestuck is strong at, which is like tying things together in a cool way where while raising more questions. Yeah. Uh like we see uh like we we can I guess infer from this part from this this sequence that Jade's visions are like her memories of her dreams in Prospect because she sees everything that happens up to this point basically in her in Prospect and then wakes up and starts uh, texting your friends about it uh, like dating back to like the first Jade Pester log yeah and it's really cool um the the uh we see like we fucking see beck like emerging from the lava after that uh meteor that we saw at the end of act 2 um the one that like crashed into earth and formed the the island that jade lives on like we see Be- beck crawling out of the lava in there which is a uh, cool okay fucking weird uh Beck is, like, preventing Jade from entering the ruins, which is, like, another question that's raised. Uh, John, like... And the coolest thing in this, in my opinion, was the... the When John, like, started to wake up in Prospect, and you see that link to the previous page where he was dreaming, and then he saw Jade right before he woke up. Like, this is super cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good way of connecting everything, kind of. Not everything, just... Mm-hmm. Just answering some questions we've had about Jade and her situation. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that this particular bit of mysteriousness is wrapped up right now, but in a way that, like, oh shit, now we have the dreaming mechanic as a thing. And it's super cool. Uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised because I, I earlier when when Jade mentioned that a meteor landed outside of her house. I completely like forgot that like this was the 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 context of that meteor and that it was it was a it was one of the sky and cloud illusions. Mhm. It was well, I mean, a meteor did land outside of her house, but it was billions of years in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I lo- I I yeah, I love that. It's so cool. Um and then yeah, we get the like the the wake up first line that we that we had between John and Jade earlier, where Jade says you have to wake up first before yeah X Y Z, um like that being that being given context with like okay so John has to wake up in Prospect yeah it, I don't know it's it's awesome it's really it's cool I love this comic uh, this comic's cool the amount of planning that has gone into the first like thousand pages has really impressed me yeah hoping to that it continues going forward but like this so far is just really tightly woven i'm a huge fan um so yeah we get back uh jade is properly properly awake uh on earth again um the the, it it is worth noting here that uh jade says that that was the first time she ever saw beck in a dream so there's that. Um, I don't. I don't know whether that's like because Hussey wanted to show us. He wanted to break the rule that uh, Jade couldn't foresee Beck's actions uh, to show us some weird origin with him, or if it's, or if it's something other than that, like deeper than that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. 
I don't really care either way. It was sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we got a couple more things. Uh, Jade decides to uh to leave and explore. Um, check out the check out those ruins. Um, let's see. Uh, she zip lines down to the to the ruins to avoid having to go past uh her grandpa Harley or Beck. Um, it, it conveniently, uh, the, the zip line conveniently lands where the, the harpoon and the cable were, uh, years in the future. Um, but I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Yeah, just a, just a little quinky dink. <laughs> um, Rose has finished, we see that Rose has finished building the house up to the first gate. Uh, I love the demon house monstrosity. Um, Dave mourns the loss of Cal. Um, I don't know why uh, I would be glad that Cal is dead. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, Dave, uh, Dave collects his, his, his Dave collects his sword uh, and. Unfortunately, Bro kicked his ass so hard that uh, not only did he break his sword, but his strife specimus is now broken. Um, he can only use half swords. What a shame. What a shame. Um, Hope he fixes that soon. <laughs> the half sword thing is a really cool aesthetic choice, unironically. Yeah, it's 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 so cool. Uh, we'll, we'll see some more of that, uh, once we start getting more Dave in his session, but, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. I think it's, like, a really unique thing that I'm glad the Huzzy came up with, because it's super sick. Um, let's see. Uh, Dave resets his Syllabex, uh, throws out all the shit he picked up in the kitchen. <laughs> this part, I got, I got a little irritated at this part, because... Yeah, uh, I was like, why'd you waste my time? Hussy, you can't do this. You can't just pick up all the shit for no reason and then get mad when it's there. <laughs> um, he also switches to the Scrabble modus, which is I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I I can't imagine that's more convenient to write. Uh, but like whatever. Uh. So Dave finally now has his copies of Suburb. Um, so things can get moving on that front. Uh, Rose, Rose has a foreseeable future now. Um, we, we go back to Rose for a little bit, briefly, uh, to check in on her in her room. Um, the narrator suggests that Rose capture log, uh, her present to John and then send him the code to so that he could just make one to make it. And while that would be possible, uh Rose objects to the concept uh because it's not finished yet. Um and uh emphasizes the sentimentality uh that's been put into it and how what does it say here? Uh he will understand that in the game of facetious sentimental gestures, no one gets the best of Rose Lalonde. I, that, that, I don't know whether Hussey misused the word here, or if, like, it's supposed to be, like, shitty, 
But, like, when I give my friends gifts for their birthday, I rarely do it facetiously. Yeah. Kinda... Kinda weird, champ, to say that. Yeah, because facetiously means, like, ironically, or, like, contemptuously. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I... Damn, Rose, what the fuck? Kinda weird, champ. Uh, anyway, uh, we're getting, we're, anyway, um, we get another Months in the Past flashback Ooh. with Rose. Um, I'm, I'm grinning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the thing that this reading does a couple times that I really enjoyed, where, um, we get to see John's letters to his friends for their birthdays, and they're all adorable, and I love them. Um... There's some, there's some great, uh, there's some great things in here. Uh, John kind of says, like, listen, I know you act like an asshole, um, and you don't care about us, but I know deep down you really care about us. He has a great line here, uh, in the letter where he said, he compared, he says, like, it's like your subconscious is having a wet t-shirt contest, <laughs> and your facade is just completely not, get, not keeping anything hidden. It's good. Um, which is, th this is an instance of like I wish I was this emotionally intelligent or clever when I was thirteen. Um. Uh, we get the we see that the present is that is uh, the knitting stuff. Um, and John is like encouraging Rose to be more creative, which is also adorable. Yeah, I'm a I love this. Um, what do you think about it? I I like this part a lot. Um, as as someone who has made multiple online friendships dating back to when i was around like 11 or 12 um mm -hmm. this this really made me think about like all the times that i had sent like handwritten letters to my online friends same and there there's something about like sending a letter to someone and like saying things in in a way that like you wouldn't say to them if you were like messaging them when they yeah. can, when they can like immediately respond, so like the 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 way it's written, you 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 could tell it's like written in a very loving manner. Yeah, and I like that a lot because I've written letters like that before, and yeah. it's it's good. There's, there's something more tangible, like when you write a letter to somebody than when you just message them. Yeah, and this it, it captures it so well. Yeah, and it's it's adorable. It's perfect. I really... These are such amazing... This is, like, such a great characterization of John. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing to say about this page besides I really, really love it. Um, and then, uh, Rose... Rose gets <laughs> pestered by, by, by some, by a character, uh, on, on, on that list of 12 mysterious characters. Okay, before, okay. Before we delve into like what actually's said, yeah, um, I want to I want to know how you felt seeing seeing this character's color and typing style and everything about this character. I clapped. You clapped. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, this is this is Kanaya. I am I I am a I fucking love Kanaya. I am a huge Kanaya fan. Um, not my favorite troll. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love Kanaya. She's so good. 
And I had completely forgotten that she is like the first, the first troll who gets like a conversation of this length. And I'm, I was just so happy. I love, I. It's really good. I love Kanai. Kanai is, Kanai is she's, so she's good. Awesome. Uh, uh, the actual conversation, I have in my notes, well, but, yes, hold on, I have hold in my on, notes, like, in all caps, yes, 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 Kanaya. <laughs> okay, before before we we actually, like, get into the conversation again, mm-hmm. um, I don't think, when, when, uh, Carcat messaged Jade, um, we saw a limited list of the other trolls, and we we get to see, like, more names that we didn't see before. Mm-hmm. So, put a, put a pin in those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, do we need to? I mean, like, they're they're there. They're there. Like, there's a bunch of them. They're we know there. There's twelve of them. They're here to stay. I'm sure that I'm sure people were amassing the the list of all the handles we saw uh, up to this point. I, something I really want to know is back in the forum days. I really want to know how people reacted to Centaur's testicle. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's it's just right there. Oh, <laughs> I want to know how people reacted to that character's introduction page. Just yeah, we okay, we can That's we can I talk expected. about that character introduction page. We'll when get we there. Get we'll, to get, it. we'll get there. We'll get there. I don't even know if he gets any dialogue before he gets introduced before Act Five. I hope he doesn't. Um. Anyway. Uh, back to Kanaya, who uh, who's good and we both love. Um, this conversation's really great too. Yeah. Um, I I I like clapped like a seal when I saw that Kanaya was gonna have dialogue, and then like I was not disappointed by the actual content of the dialogue because it's so good. Uh, it starts out with like Kanaya like lamenting how bad humans suck at thinking about time travel and, like, making fun of... making fun of them about it. Um, in, like, the... It's so good. Let me just fucking grab my favorite excerpts from this. When time travel comes up, you present the face that a man shows when the breeze gradually alerts him to the absence of nether to his absence of nether dressings. I don't see how we are to properly agitate you all if you continue to insist on failing to understand basic concepts which common infants effortlessly manage to describe via scrawlings in their own puddles of sloppy discharge. Like, <laughs> masterful. It's so good. Bravo, hussy. And the, just the um, immediate have we spoken before. <laughs> oh, these two characters are perfect. I love them. Uh, Rose just being like, have we spoken before? Like, do I know you? Like, who the fuck are you? Uh, Kanai just immediately just like, yes, in the future. Uh, it's amazing. Um, I guess the highlights of this, uh, so we, I, I don't want to read the whole, I, I would love to read the whole thing, uh, but I can't, we can't do that. Um, the, the highlights of this, I guess, are, uh, Kanai continued, like, saying, like, I don't get what's so hard about time travel. It would be so much easier to harass you guys if you knew about time travel. It's pretty pedestrian easy. Um, Kanaya uh, start uh, talks about doing irony um, and how much she enjoys doing irony, doing human irony. Uh, Rose, Rose comments that Describing things as human is something that only shows up in bad science fiction, which 
I was literally about to like write in my notes until she just said it when I was reading this. Um, Kanaya uh, tries to tries to hint at like we're not from the future, uh, you know, but you know, get it. Um, yeah. Um, so something that I kind of wonder again about the forum days. Um, Kanaya just kind of lays out the entire situation of the trolls, just like right there, very plainly. And I really wonder how like people in the forums reacted to that, and wondered mm-hmm. if she were being honest. Cause she's being super honest here. Yeah. Uh, she's just saying like, "Hey, we need to. We're me and my friends are trying to talk to you and your friends." And we both clearly suck at it really bad, and I wish we didn't suck so bad. Um, and they just ask, she just asks if they want to be if uh they want to be friends. Uh, which is really which is, really good. Um, yeah. it made me smile, considering yes. um future events. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a really good moment to come back to and see again. Yeah, it, it maybe lampshade a little bit by the fact this is like a time loop thing where. Can I, like, can I second suggest being friends in in her perspective, whereas Rose sees it first and then later probably brings it up, which gives Kanaya the idea. So it's, like, cyclical. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, maybe kind of perfect. And I love it. It's really good. Just really great. Um, I, now I'm, I was so excited, uh, going into this, because it's like, yes, we get to talk about, like, one of my favorite characters. I love Kanaya with all my heart and soul. Uh, and now I'm like, oh, we get to actually, the, the amount we get to talk about uh, Kanaya is very limited. Um, we will get more. And I'm, you we will get more, there. eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this is this is a treat for me. I, I love, I love these characters. Um, moving on. Um, well, I also the ending of it is really is really great. Uh the <laughs> where Rose says, uh, your commitment to this role playing scenario is intriguing. What choice do I have but to accept? Which is another like just great Rose line yeah. and characterization. Um This is a another instance of like damn, these characters are not thirteen, but like they're really well written. Yeah. <laughs> um let's see. We jump to Dave. We sure do. We, oh, uh, we do. We get the same thing with Dave, basically. Uh, where we see Dave in the past. Uh, in this one, he this flashback. He's wearing the fucking shitty communist shades. It's it's <laughs> so weird to look at. Like it doesn't it, fit him like at all. It really doesn't. It's fucked up. I'm glad that Dusty didn't go with this look. Um. This reminds me of like when people made like sprite swaps back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And there was there would be like Dave with the bro shades and bro with the Dave shades, and it's just awful, uh, hideous looking, just all wrong. Um, there's another yeah. Uh, we get like the same sequence of events here, where um, Dave reads his letter from John uh for his birthday, uh. And again, it's, like, John's sincerity, like, and the way that he's talking, like you were talking about in a letter, is just a 
I don't want to say like a breath of fresh air, but just like it's a different thing, and it just really takes advantage of the reality of what writing that letter is like to give another dimension to this character and like their relationship. Yeah, awesome. I love really the the line about how Dave could be cool. Like he just needs to step out of his bro's shadow. Yeah, uh, that's just so perfect. Again, uh. We see the the gift is the the Ben Stiller shades, um, which Dave puts on without a word, and okay. then okay, what are the uh, shades from? Okay. Like Ben, like I don't know, because I I don't think it's ever said, and I've always wondered, but just never bothered to look into. Um, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is like a this may be a thing where like if we were like five to ten years older, we might know immediately, but I I guess we just don't. Uh, and now I feel really dumb that this the shades have been like the focus of a panel or two for like at least three times at this point, and neither of us have looked it up. Shame on us. Shame on us. <laughs> anyway, Dave gets a message from another troll character. Not. Uh... <laughs> you gotta take the bad with the good, I guess. Yeah, I. Um... N- name okay. reveal, this is Tavros. This is Tavros. I uh, cannot stand Tavros. I am, like, very neutral on Tavros. Um, I... I have... I don't particularly hate him. I don't remember anything worth hating about him, but I don't have anything... I don't really have anything to say about him that I like, either. He's just really uh, obnoxious to me, and I don't like it. Tavros is a simp. Tavros is a simp. Uh, president of Simp Nation. <laughs> we'll get yeah. I, it, our catchphrase. We'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, we'll discuss how Tavros is a simp eventually. Um, but yeah, he's. I I clapped like a seal when we got to Kanaya, and when I saw it was Tavros, I like kind of rolled my eyes and just kept reading because I was like, eh, whatever. Um. This special one is actually pretty good, though. I think. Uh, basically, like, Tavros tries to fuck with Dave, and Dave just, like, turns it around, like, makes Tav like, baits Tavros into making some comment about not caring about, uh, the, about his genitalia, and then, like, spins this whole story and bit that, like, that just makes Tavros so uncomfortable that he blocks Dave. Which is which is really funny. I I laughed really hard when when We're I We're motherfucking entrenched in this bitch. You and me, welcome to Nam. <laughs> that's one of like the, the that's one of like the Holy Trinity of Dave lines to me. Yeah. Um I like Tavros is so boring, but this this is an amazing Dave moment. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Um. And the the detail of him block of Adios Tereador blocked Turn Tech Godhead is like perfect as well. One of my favorite lines from this is Dave's first line: "Oh my God, you type like a tool." Because I cannot. <laughs> it's I, true. I cannot stand his typing quirk. It's so bad. Tavros has one of the. Tavros has, like, one of the most legible quirks, and simultaneously, like, the the worst. Like, one of the most annoying to read. Yeah. 
like he talks like a simp. Like he talks like a he talks like like he doesn't quite talk exactly like a like a like a non-threatening soft boy, but it feel it's got the same energy. It's got the same feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Um <laughs> Also, I want to, uh, I just want to, like, bring up so I remember later, um, that Dave comments that one of, uh, one of the trolls thought he was a girl, and I want to know, uh, if that ever happens in a pester log, or if that was just to set up the masterful role reversal that Dave pulls here. I think, so, so, I think it comes up. We'll see. I, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the, that, that's that. That's it. That's that. Actually, <laughs> in my notes, uh, when we go into this, I have in my notes Tavros resident sleeper. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Which I think is, yeah, that's, that's, that's what Tavros is to me. Um, anyway, uh, let's see. Page flip. Uh, we we cut out all, all this kid bullshit. Uh, we get back to the real shit. We get back to Aimless Renegade, um, who is being an ANCAP guy, uh, protecting his <laughs> private property from intruders. He's e- um, he's even he's even the ANCAP color scheme. Yeah, why, it's fucked up. Why hasn't he become like an ANCAP icon? What? <laughs> And caps, what are you doing? You're sleeping on you're sleeping on aimless renegade. What are you doing? <laughs> He's the perfect and cap. Um, I don't really have a. I I should have come up with some other punchline to that joke when I set it up, but you know, here it is. Um, they're trespassing on his property, and he's gonna fucking kill him. Uh, we we he examines the scenery a little bit. Uh, he notes the the pictography of various amphibians and reptiles, which is highly illegal. Um, so he's no longer okay. Um, we look at we, there's like the ammo crates he has, uh, which have the Grandpa Harley like insignia on it, I guess, which should come as no great surprise considering that we know that where this location is. Yeah. Um. There he, there's a he picks up a rocket launcher. Uh, there's like a weird platform that's moving up and down. Um, Ar is trying to stop himself from being horny for PM. Um, he, he in in the span of a page, eleven oh eight. AR stops becoming an an stops being an ANCAP and becomes a cop. Yeah. Um so he's gone from ANCAP to cop. Uh and then in the span of two more pages he goes from cop to judge. Uh so a man of many hats here. Uh he's Judge Dredd. Um I don't know where this bit was going. Uh <laughs> but I thought it, it was funny to call him an ANCAP. Yeah. <laughs> uh there's the moving platform, which it focuses on for a panel, uh, and you see Jade's atomic base is jamming it. 
again, like no big surprise, given where it is. How did that um, get there? I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Uh, we go. We fast forward, or or, or flash back rather. Um, time's confusing. Um, to to back to where Jade's at. A couple of hours in the in the past, a couple of years relative to where we just were. Uh, where she sets up the uh, she sets up the events of the exile bit that we've been seeing, where she puts the present down, it gets purified uh, by WV um, a couple hundred panels ago, and then she shoots her harpoon uh, cable to set up the the harpoon and the cable that WV then then purifies again a couple hundred pages ago. So like again, wrapping it all up in a neat little bow. Yeah. Um. I don't know why, but it it felt weird how like quickly that was wrapped up. Oh yeah, I'm used to. It's like we're used to the, all the other Jade stuff took like a thousand pages to resolve, and this is just kind of like over and done with. I I don't know. I liked it though. It's I like seeing this comic play with time in a way that I can understand easily. Yeah. <laughs> um, PM reads her letter. Uh, which explain which uh prophesizes um some explosions that AR creates with his rocket launcher uh in in the ensuing confusion um PM gets to the gets back to the a purifier um sends the gift back purifies the gift based on the coordinates um in the letter uh and that gift then goes Back in the past to baby Jade on her birthday. I just kind of ran through a bunch of pages there, uh, trying to keep the line of events coherent. Do you have, any, do you have anything you wanted to say about any of those? No, you you, you kept it nice and concise. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, th- there's the only thing I wanted to say in there is there's like a little bit more of like AR being horny for PM, which is really funny to me for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> He's a passionate man. <laughs> or care patient or whatever. Um now now that now that we're with Baby Jade time, well before before the reveal that it's Baby Jade time, um the sequence where Grandpa shoots a butterfly. <laughs> it <laughs> Grandpa absolutely sends this butterfly to meet its maker. <laughs> and I am here for it. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> this kind of raises to me the question of, like, what does Grandpa hunt on that island? Like, does he just kind of have to do this because there's no elephants to kill with that elephant gun? <laughs> that's that's a <laughs> lot more than an elephant gun. It's an elephant gun with a scope. But, but it... The way that it shoots, the way that it shoots, there's like, it's more than charred ground. It like deleted matter. <laughs> this is like fucking the hand from part four of JoJo. <laughs> uh, another thing about that sequence that I wanna I wanna like note is like in Hussey's notes on this. Um, it says, uh, fun fact, that Butterfly survived for more panels than some character, some, than many other characters in Homestuck have. It's true. Which, it's true, yeah. 
Uh, he had a good run. <laughs> Salute. Um, but yeah, okay, we're back here with Baby Jade. Um, Baby Jade's adorable. Uh, all the all the baby sprites are adorable. Um, we got Beck kind of like still guarding her. Um, which is this is an interesting portrait of a happy little family of Grandpa Harley, Beck, and Baby Jade. It's good. Um, let's see. Uh, the so the uh the gift that was malefied by PM uh, appears. Um, it's got a little Tapatico tag in it, which is funny. Um, but or the the shirt, the shirt in. I oh my god, I am fucking all over the place right now. Uh, Baby Jade opens up the gift. It's got a shirt some pumpkin seeds, and a letter in it. The shirt has a Tapatico tag, which is pretty good. Um, the pumpkin seeds are pumpkin seeds. And then there's a John's letter to Jade in here. Um, uh, this is the third three for three. These are This is really sweet, and I love it. It's good. Um... um uh, we, you. we we see from this letter that John is the reason for a lot of things in in this funny little time loop. Mm-hmm. Um, John basically creates his own friend group in in this scenario. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he says that Jade is the one that introduced Dave and Rose to him. Mm-hmm. Which is because of this letter, and you, yeah, you know, time I think loop, if I got a, loop. <laughs> if I got a letter as a kid saying, "Hey, thanks for introducing me to my friends X and Y," I would be a lot more inclined to be friends with people with those names. Yeah, just out of uh, superstition. Um, I I think it's adorable in this letter that uh, John saw the 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 slime ghost shirts and he got the green and the blue one and he gave jade the blue one uh because he thought it looked better yeah that's it's so sweet that is it's so perfect i it aw um john also responsible for jade's interest in gardening uh another note here um because the the pumpkin seeds are what directly spurs um jade's uh interest in gardening yeah um uh yeah, really really cute. Um, no troll, no troll pester log here. Unfortunately, I was kind of hoping that like there would be some manifestation of a troll to harass like infant Jade. Yeah, be- uh, uh, because no such thing. Jade Jade did say earlier that the the uh the trolls have been coming after her for years, and mm-hmm. I immediately assumed that like something troll related would happen. She get the letter from Car Cat calling her an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. Um but alas, no such thing. Um we transition with an epilepsy warning page uh to Dad and Durse, uh where he's just still beating the shit out of anything that gets near him. Um what a badass. now including Jack. Dad's so cool. Um <laughs> 
Jack is like about to try and murder uh dad and then dad fucking lights his hat on fire. <laughs> this is another one of those gifts that's just so funny. It's amazing. Um he fucking lights Jack's hat on fire, grabs it, throws it on the floor, sprays it with barbasol and stomps on it. Is it barbasol like, flammable? Yeah, extremely so. <laughs> It's fucking... It's in an aerosol can, dude. That shit would light up. Um... I... What... What does it say about Dad's intent with this action that he ripped off another man's hat and destroyed it? That has to be, like, the ultimate sign of disrespect coming from Dad. Right? <laughs> yeah, it... I'm I'm just sitting what? here staring at the gif of him lighting the hat on fire because it it's one of my like top three favorite gifts in in Homestuck uh, probably what ever. Was the other, what was the other panel that we said was like perfect? It was the there was the crow, the, uh, or my my yeah. yeah my top three are are the crow is is the crow getting like stabbed um, and flying out the window and flying out the window uh the meteor coming down on Skynet Labs outside Rose's house. Okay. And this. Pretty good one. I'll, I'll, I'll say that uh, I probably have a similar top three. I would. I don't know if I would replace the Skynet Labs meteor, because that's pretty funny, but I feel like there's better panels. But in terms of comedic timing, that's a really solid top three. The, the fire... <laughs> it's so good. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Dad just... Just absolutely chitted and farted all over Jack Noir. <laughs> uh. And Jack Noir just lets him go. Uh out of out of uh I guess a gesture of thanks for getting rid of that fucking hat. It's a perfect little sequence. And we don't have to, and not that we had to worry about dad much anyway, but you know, we don't have to worry about him. He's he's doing fine. <laughs> um we're at <laughs> And now we're getting into the 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 action rising into the last couple panels of this act. So we go back to Jade. Um, she uses her guitar to summon giant lily pads to walk across. Um, I this reminds me of something that would be in like an edutainment PC game from the nineties. Yeah. Um. Did you have a specific game in mind? Because I just saw this, and this to me was like. I know that this is like a '90s edutainment software okay. CD. Okay. But I don't know what it is. Oh my god! I was just tweeting about about the game like a week ago. Oh my god! What's it called? Um, Zumbinis. The, the... Yes. Yes. Zumbinis. Yes. Exactly. That's it. Listeners, the, listeners, go install Zumbinis right now. You can get the it. The logical on journey Steam. of the Zumbinis. The logical journey of the Zumbinis. It is so endorsed. good. It is so good. There, 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 there's a so frog much. sequence where you have to like jump on li lily pads and stuff. Is that in the first game? Yeah, that's in the first game. I, 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 I know that there was a, the, the. I don't know if. Okay, so I know that there's the first game, which I think I have the most playtime in. Um, but I know there's a second and third game, and I know that at some point the games will come like this kind of ugly CGI style. They're not sprite based anymore. Yeah. Um. Was only the second one? Was only the first one set sprite based, or did the sprite 
Or did the second one also have sprites? I have no idea because I only ever played the first one because that's the only one that they had on the school computers. <laughs> I got I checked them out of the public library uh. as, a, as a wee baby and we installed them on the family MacBook. <laughs> Uh, or mini Mac Mini rather, uh, yeah, Zumbinis. Okay, shout out. Now I know what this reminded me. <laughs> shout of. out Zumbinis. Uh, color color coded blue pads. Specifically, shout out the 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 pizza level. Uh, oh, I big kin the pizza troll. <laughs> Make me a pizza. <laughs> Please play Logical Journey of the Zumbinis. Don't have to check out the sequels, just the first one. Amazing video game. It, it It's available on Steam. Like, I think it's remastered, but it... I, who cares? It, it It's good. Goat. Absolute goat. Um... <laughs> Willie, okay. Okay. Uh... Back on track, because boy oh boy, do we have some stuff to be back on track for. Uh... Jade gets the Mystic Ruins, just like the cool panel where she's like in the doorway, it's like glowing. Uh, we see Dave installing the beta. Um, Rose and Dave are like, we're, we're making this shit take place. Um, and then we get S Enter. <sighs> oh boy. Um,. This flash fucking kicks ass. It it's it's real good. Um, fucking this. <sighs> All right, let's go over what happens in it, and then we can talk about how much this flash is just fucking awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um. Okay. So I can't properly do justice all of the really cool visuals in this, but like you, dear listener, watched it already, so you know how fucking tight it is. But, alright, so, so what happens in it? Um, we start with Dave installing the game. Um, Jade entering the Mystic Ruins. Um, there's, like, we see Dave, like, drawing a sweet bro and hella jet strip while the game installs, which I, that's a really awesome small detail, and I love that as well. Um, Jade's going down an elevator. Uh, she finds, like, this crux like device with a flower. Um, Dave... Uh, finishes, gives game finishes installing. Uh, we get like a compressed act one sequence with Rose and Dave playing the game where wrote, where Dave sets up all of the game stuff in Rose's house on and around Rose's house. Um, Dave uses the Zazerpan, the learned statue to open the crux Druder, uh, drops it and breaks it. Um, the Rose's Entratum is created. It's a bottle. Um, the when the, the when Dave drops the statue and it breaks, we see the hand break off, like we saw in the end of Act Two, where there was the hand of the desert. Um, there, the hand gets picked up by a tornado. It knocks the bottle into the river. Uh, Rose prototypes her sprite with Jasper's. Um, we cut the Nana Sprite, we see her write the note at the end of Act 2 slash beginning of Act 3, toss the book into the land below, we see the clouds open up, we see the whole big blue land below, um, Rose leaps into the wa- leaps down to the waterfall to grab the bottle out of the, out of the river as it's falling, 
Um, I got emotional for no reason at this point because the the music like swelled and she it was it's really cool. Um, uh, we see Rose gets saved by her sprite, which has also been prototyped with the Eldritch Princess. Um, the machine that Jade found opens up, and there's this kind of white kernel sprite like object floats out of it. Um. Rose smashes her bottle to... Rose, like, smashes the bottle to, as her entry thing. Uh, we see the facility that uh, WV started in, and we see, like, the sand around it recede, and we can see that it's a bottle, and the facility is the cork of it. Um, Dave, uh... Fucking... The, the sprite thing that... Jade observed, like, opens up, and it, out of it drops uh, Dave's suburb copies, like the ones that he lost originally. Um, we go back to John wrecking shit up at his house, uh, bouncing up to the gate, um, gets in the flit, gets in the gate, end of flash. Alright. Holy fuck, what do you gotta say about this? I, I think it's great. Um, something I really like about this, um, I think I talked about this before in like one of the earlier episodes when some very minor things started like started being compressed and like basically oh god how do I how do I say this when when things are like abstracted in in like a storytelling way like we don't we know how to get into the game now and so mm-hmm. now when it's Rose's turn to enter the game it just it just happens like we get all of Act 1 in, like, two minutes. Yeah. I appreciate uh, it. I really like that. I think that's something that Homestuck is really good at, because we see it, like, a lot more, and, like, a lot bigger scales. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this flash, it opens up some new questions, um, such as uh, the, the Colonel, Ka- Colonel Sasker book, um, mm-hmm. it has now been cast into the void. Um, that now has... How does that, how does that end up back with Dad? How does that end up back with Dad? That, that's got some explaining to do. Uh, uh how did Dave's suburb copies end up there? Yeah. Um, yeah, this Flash is really good. It, it, it's, it solved problems and it opened questions and it did a really good cool job at it oh yeah the like i think most of what i think is really cool about this slash is just like the way that it's constructed like visually um which like i obviously can't really convey that well in the podcast just watch it yourself you've watched it um it's the way that like it employs like cut-ins and like viewing multiple things at once is it's really strong in that aspect um, and, like, the way it's synced up to the music, especially, uh, Suburban Jungle is, like, one of, if not, like, my favorite Homestuck song overall. It's a super classic. Um, and this Flash just syncs to it so well. Yeah. Uh, something else that this Flash does that, that it's, it's, it's a really good, like, example that Homestuck does well, um, mm-hmm. is when multiple scenarios are set up and they all happen at once and they have like the same 
basic theme, and the theme of this one being Enter, because yes. we get Rose entering the game, we get John entering the first gate, and we get Jade entering the temple. And yeah. and that's all, like, insanely cool. It- yeah, this kind of thing... The, the single word, like, verb flashes where a bunch of things happen, uh, and they all fit... Yeah, like you said, it, yeah, really cool stuff. Um, and it, the... Potentially, like, the biggest straightforward thing it shows is, like, whoa, there's a whole planet underneath the clouds uh, around John's house. Yeah. Um... Which you see, the 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 next panel the end like the proper end of Act Three, uh, you see the whole the whole planet, um, which is not not Earth, uh, and is its very own distinct look to it. Uh, so, so, um, <laughs> something about the planet though that that kind of really stuck out to me. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's intended or not, but the planet's really small. I noted that, and I thought, like, on one hand, like, maybe a little bit out of proportion in terms of, like, you know, planets are really fucking big. Yeah. But also, the idea of getting, like, your own planet as a video game level is, even if it's a really small, really, really small planet, pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, it's still a pretty fucking big, it's a pretty fucking big place to explore. Uh, I, I guess it's like the introduction proper of like the suburb players have their own planets. Uh, and that to me is like one of those things about like suburb as a, like as a set of rules. It's like awesome. Like getting your own planet to explore as part of a game. Like you could do so much with just that alone. Uh, I don't think, uh, I don't think this cements the fact that each player gets their own planet yet. I, Not really, I, but, like, I wanted to say that. Yeah, because I know there is some, like, minor confusion on John's end when Rose gets in the game, and he's like, oh, are you on this planet, too? Hmm. But we'll get to that. Oh, yeah. And, it, I mean, like, we can see here that, like, this is, like, uh, shockingly similar to the four planets that WV draws out right before the end of Act 2. Yeah. Um. So, like, you can... I'm sure that on the forums they put two and two together within like half an hour of this coming out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This this. I I would say that end of Act Two has been dethroned as my favorite Flash and is now in favor of this. End of Act Two is still my favorite. End of Act Two is really good. Uh, I just like the song in this better. That's respectable. <laughs> That's really respectable. Um, and, like, the way that... It, it, it just syncs to the song better. And the... The end of Act 2 doesn't have Dave drawing a Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff comic, <laughs> like, during, like, a climactic action, which, like, really... Some, it, it's a it's a great little character bit for him. Um, and it, the one that he's drawing is also the... Uh, I think it's the... We're doing it, man, we're making it happen. Which, like, the lore of that being that him and Rose have this little exchange about making it happen, and then he makes a comic <laughs> about it. I love that. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, f- We're done with Act 3. Holy shit. And we're only on Episode 8. Wow, we're gonna have this whole comic wrapped up in, in 20 episodes. 
Yeah, easy. <laughs> Fucking easy clap, dude. <laughs> but no, um, um, Act Three. Would you? Would you think? Would you think of great. Act Three? Um, I really, really enjoyed Act Three. Um, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say that I enjoyed it more than Act Two. Um, if only for I think that this one had like more interesting like character development stuff. Yeah. Uh, I liked all the Jade stuff a lot. Um, I loved all that we just talked about, obviously, with the John letters. Um, the introduction of the trolls, really cool. Uh, like, oh my god, I keep fucking burping. Um, that entire pizza I ate today catching up to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in introduction of the trolls, uh, that conversation, the conversation between Rose and Kanaya earlier... Fucking chef kiss, dude. Yeah. Um. That the, the the act three wins some major points just for that alone. Um. There's like the more ex like I think that this act just kind of took everything that I like about this comic so far and like did with it what I wanted it to, to do with it. Yeah. Uh. Like, I'm really starting to like the way that this is moving, and I'm really liking the way that the characters are being fleshed out here. Oh yeah. Uh. Do you have any thoughts on Act Three? Um, uh. In in totality. Uh, and your this is and your journey of rediscovery. Uh, you summed up my thoughts pretty well. Uh, mm-hmm. really liked Act Three. Uh, something that I continue to love about Homestuck is how constant the 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 scope outs are with the grand yeah. scheme of things. Uh, literally, literally here at the end. Yeah, where literally. We scope out to the planet. Um, because I feel I feel like this is really where we start to see like I, I don't know I'm phrasing it like it, it it could be disproven but we really see like how like interconnected time wise homestuck is going to be yeah and it yeah it plays with that a lot too yeah yeah and got to get used to that because it's it's go- it's only going to become more <laughs> which I can't wait for because god the Act Four, Act Four. I can't wait for Act Four. I'm really excited for Act Four. However, however, <laughs> uh, we can't start Act Four just yet uh, because there is an obstacle in our way—a wonderful, beautiful green little obstacle known as the first intermission. Um, do you think that we should just cut through it and just do the whole intermission next week, or should we split it up? I, I think we should split it up. Because the the intermission can be a little confusing, just a little bit. I, I was thinking like, I feel like a lot of the intermission is like in the vein of inventory stuff almost. Yeah. Uh, so like I don't know what. How long is it? It's like a little over two two hundred pages. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um. I because because. When when I when I was looking at the planning that I that I that I do, um, I was thinking mm-hmm. we split it up by a hundred pages. We, because okay. our episodes have I'm consistently fine. been on the longer side anyway, and it wouldn't uh-huh. hurt to have like two episodes that are maybe around the the originally planned one hour mark, if not less. Eh. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know, man. The YouTube algorithm constantly Seriously, only suggests YouTube videos algorithm. to me. That are <laughs> we're not I'm on YouTube. Saying, 
people like stuff that's like six hours long. We could we should just do all of Act Five one episode. We'll get like a thousand <laughs> plays on it. That's how you play the algorithm. That's how you do it. That that sounds like a horrible idea. That that's like a test of endurance. Uh, but yeah, I'm fine with splitting up the intermission. Um, what? In that case, what page do you think we should read to? I think next time. I think we should read to one thousand two hundred and fifty. All right, so eleven fifty four to twelve fifty, that works. So yeah, I guess that's our reading for next week. That's it. We're done with the episode. Wow. <laughs> Uh yeah, uh unless you got anything else, uh which I'm gonna guess you don't because you just said we're done with the episode. Yeah, we're we're done. I don't want to talk about any stupid shit, so <laughs> this is a very to the point episode, except for the Bill Cosby <laughs> uh intermission. Um yeah, uh I'm Aiden. I'm John. Um you've been listening to the eighth episode of a Homestuck podcast. Uh <laughs> Shout out, to all of our... shout out to me for not saying anything about the number eight. I think I did well. <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to our beautiful listeners, of course, as always, and our wonderful editor slash artist, Alex. Thank you so all that we do you do for us. And uh, yeah, that's it. See you guys next week. See ya. <laughs> that was so unenthusiastic. I mean, that, that's a great fade out.